This episode of After the Show is brought to you by Odyssey. Odyssey are makers of headphones for gamers and audiophiles alike. You can check them out on www.audeze.com. That's www.audeze.com. You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Welcome, Sitok. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, hello, I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you doing over there? Thanks. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> fine? I'm Thanks. fine. I'm just fine. What's, Everything is fine. What were you doing before the show started? You mean the before the after what show are you discussion? Wearing? Oh, gross. You're grossing me out. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> this was a fun movie. We're out. No. What were we talking about? You were reading some stuff about the movie. I was looking at some pictures. And uh, that's it. That is it. That's really thrilling. Welcome to marriage, everybody. <laughs> this is what it is. That is thrilling. All right, it's Saturday, August the 29th. This is after the show 649. We're a movie review podcast, and this week we're looking at the movie Bill and Ted Face the Music. Now, this movie is in theaters this weekend, if you have a theater that is open nearby. Do, you, do we have a theater that's open nearby? I believe so. You read about that. That was it's one of the things. It's called our basement. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but if you we were... should tell the people who don't know, we have our, our one year. I built, I built us a movie screen, which is one hundred four inches diagonal. So, however big that is, it fills the whole wall. We have a, you bought the projector, and we bought two nice comfy seats, and that is our home theater. Because why? Why did we want a home theater? Because we wanted to watch films uh, at home. <laughs> because why? Because uh, cinemas are annoying. Because of the people. And Unfortunately, they- people got to be so horrible. Going to the theater was like a dis- just disappointing every single time. And so- in 2020, going to the theater is kind of... What would you call it? I don't know. I mean, we'll have to just see. I think they're going to try. They're and, trying right now this weekend with Bill and Ted. Right. And it's up to people who want to do all the stuff. I mean, you just got to wear a mask and whatever the theater asks of you. If you don't want to comply, don't go to the theater. It isn't vital to your health that you do or do not go to a movie. So so what you've got here is this movie is in theaters this weekend in the U.S. It's also available on all the streaming platforms. Um, I think it's nineteen ninety nine to stream it, or twenty four ninety nine to own it, which I think is very high. Seems pretty high. Yeah, but if you were all four people, I guess we're going to the theater to watch it. It would be more than that, wouldn't it? Mm. If you took your family to see this, so I guess. But that's I don't what... think that's a reasonable thing to judge on, to base it on. I know that's what everyone's trying to do these days, but I yeah. don't think that's reasonable. And it's all a brand new thing. It's all a new model, so I'm sure it'll level out. If people don't pay that much, it'll get cheaper. True. But that's how this is at the moment. So you can see this movie this weekend if you're 
got streaming at home. You can watch it. So I think Voodoo was the place uh, where I noticed you could watch it. But it is supposed to be everywhere. I think it's on Apple TV. It's rated PG-13. It's, uh, Orion and MGM are putting this one out. But there is no Blu-ray release yet, and it's not even been announced. So we are reviewing the streaming version, which looked just fine, right? Sure, it was fine. Yep, yep. And we watched it on a giant screen. So, so Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Bill and Ted Face the Music. Really? <laughs> Who in the world who will be listening to this podcast need me to tell them what Bill and Ted Face the Music is? I will just say, it's Bill and Ted, and there's music and time travel. And I'll tell I'll tell you what the people who wrote the movie. Okay. Say. What does the box say? They say. Well, there is no box, but oh, true. <laughs> let's do this. The, the streaming service says once told they'd save the universe during a time travel adventure, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's fair. So, it is 30 years after the original movie, um, and then there was a sequel, Bogus Journey, um, and this is Bill and Ted back again, and let's just say, what was your experience with the original Bill and Ted movies? Just watched it as a teenager and thought it was hilarious, and probably did the many, many times, and be excellent to each other often in the halls of wherever I might have been at the time. What year did it come out originally? 1989, I believe. 89? Well, there wasn't in any halls except college. Barely. Let me just check. Okay. But you keep talking. <laughs> I remember being youthful at the time, so I would have been, you know, on the verge of being probably 20. The original was 1989. Okay. I have a bad memory then, because I remember being young. And the sequel was I wasn't that young in 1989. I would have been 21. I must have been an immature 21. Yeah, because so you weren't remember. a kid. No. I don't usually have those weird memories. That's my syndrome. It is your syndrome. Shit. I've mol- you know what I've done? I've molded it into all of my 80s movies that did come out when I was younger. And I've just morphed that memory in there, which is really sad. That means 52 years old, I'm on the verge of oldness. But I mean, it's still an 80s movie. Barely. Yeah. But I do remember it was fun. I'm sure I went to the theater to see it. I don't recall that directly. Um, and that's it. I don't think I watched the sequel. The Bogus Journey. Mm-mm. That was in 1991. Yeah, I don't think I ever watched that. Oh, I watched the sequel more than the original, mainly because we had it on a VHS tape. So it just kind of got watched over and over and over. Right. So I'm more familiar with the sequel. But I was a, I was a big fan. I just liked the time travel thing. I was already a fan of Doctor Who when I was a kid. And obviously, I wasn't even a kid, right? In 1990. No. <laughs> I mean, in 1989. We really are becoming. I felt like I was a kid people. when I watched it. That, I think that's the problem with that remembering back. You feel like you're a kid when you saw it. Yeah. But perhaps you weren't. Hmm. So I loved them both because I was into like Doctor Who, and this was just like a funny like like take on that time travel thing. They even had the phone booth. And uh, I liked to be excellent to each other. George Carlin was amazing in it. <laughs> um, I liked. William well, it's Sa- amazing that he's in it. I don't know how amazing he he's is. He's very funny in it. in it. Yeah, sure. And I, I was not familiar with him at all, apart from the Bill and Ted movies. So 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I've been watching and listening to George Carlin even as a kid. I know this. Uh, listening to albums at night, volume turned down so low, no one else could hear him and Richard Pryor albums that probably were my brothers, I'm guessing. He's 10 years older than me. So I was listening to George Carlin for a long time. Yeah, well, the, I watched um, Eddie Murphy's Delirious more times than I can remember. Because right. we had a video Yeah, me that. too. Yeah, that was the Well, main... I watched it on HBO over and over and over. Yeah, I watched it over and over and thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I watched it now, whether it'd be as hilarious. I don't, I don't think I would think it so. But, you know, when you're young, you're, you are what you are. You're open to ideas. Anyway, let's get back onto the subject of this. Um, it's not a remake. It's a no. continuation of Bill and Ted's journey. Exactly. And they face the music, and it's 30 years later, and they're just guys... You know, they've got daughters and wi- the princesses from the uh, second movie, but um, recast, so they're not quite the same. But uh, they're still, you know, time-traveling adventures. They're doing that, a bit of that. We're not making it sound very exciting or fun. Well, what's exa- what I really liked about the opening part is, like, Bill and Ted, you know, at the end of Bogus Journey, they wrote a song that made everybody happy and saved the day. Correct. But then they've, like... Yeah, well, tell them what the premise of Bill and Ted is, if they just don't even know. The premise of? The the concept of Bill and Ted in general. They're just a couple of dudes, young teenage dudes at the time. Yeah. Someone comes along and says, you wrote a song that changed the world and brought everyone together. And so that's the... Basically, what we're following up with today is they're supposed to do that, and they never actually did it. Yeah, they in just 25 procrastinated. Years, they never figured out how to write this song. Procrastinated, lazy, they're just good Uninspired. dudes. Uninspired. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think also life just, carry, you know, they got daughters, they, they're growing, you know, the whole thing, like, it just took over. They just didn't do it. It's a little dark that we start with them, the wives wanting to go to uh, marriage counseling. And leave, possibly leave them. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> this is dark. Dude, that's deep. <laughs> Yo, dude, that's bod- bodacious, dude. Yeah, no shit. I was like, wow. So, yeah, it does start with that. And it's it's got the same sense of humor. It's very um, innocent, right? Yes, that's a perfect word. And, you know, you could sit down with your kids and there's nothing offensive and it's just fun, like, the whole thing. Nobody's swearing. Nobody's violent. No, and there aren't even, like, sexual innuendos or anything are there no i thought i was thinking about like there was just nothing offensive at all i'm not even sure why it's pg-13 because i feel like it could be pg Hmm. because i don't think there's anything that's like offensive unless you're offended by time travel (laughs) which there is a bunch of anyway this movie's kind of split into two sections there's like a a sec there's a mission where bill and ted go to um, steal the song that they've wrote in the future from their future selves because they can't figure out right because they're like the well it, instead of writing a song it'd be easier to go we've already wrote it go to the future get the song come back and play it but that kind of goes awry a little bit and they never mind that that makes no no sense, sense. <laughs> no. we have to just let it go and then the other section is their daughters who are Pretty much carbon copies of them. Yeah. In fact, they're doing impersonations of them. They have an adventure where they're going to different periods in time to find great musicians such as Mozart and Jimi Hendrix to get a band together to play the song and it'd be all amazing at the end and have a big finale, right? 
Correct. So there's these two like elements happening. And the third element of it, I guess, is there's a ticking clock that they've got to do it by that, that evening. Like That's what pushes it all into action. So it's exciting because there's the ticking clock element. It's kind of like speed where the bus doesn't, <laughs> can't stop. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Toads. I totally get it. It feels, I think it's kind of real time-ish because when they, in the middle of the movie, they go, we've got 77 minutes to do it now. I feel it like, felt like they were trying to do real time, yeah. Yeah. And then towards the end, they're like, nine minutes left and the movie's almost over. So it's got that going on, the time element. And then the funny part, I don't know, there was a lot of funny parts, but I also, I don't want to hate a little bit, but I will. <laughs> I think some of it was a bit flat too. True. I don't think it was always funny, but when it was funny, I I actually laughed out loud. It's a little bit like emo funny, like people being a little overly emotional and touchy, and there was a little bit of that, and I don't always find that super funny. Uh, I did. The parts that I found very funny were when Bill and Ted themselves met up with different versions of themselves from the future. (laughs) Like the two who were kind of like dicks, the dick versions of them. And the two were like, basically like song thieves. <laughs> and then the other two, what were the other two? There was the future ones, the really future ones. Oh, and the convict ones in the prison, which, you know, those scenarios I found very funny. Yeah. I also found like the daughter's um, quest to be interesting. At first I thought, oh, are these daughters just going to be annoying? And like, are we going <laughs> to shift focus to them fully? So Bill and Ted are backseat, and then we've all you know we can make a movie eventually without Bill and Ted and just have these two. But it didn't feel like that was what was going on. Not real. That ultimately didn't. No, it felt like they were separate things in their own, and they made sense because you know I mean it's not clever or anything that they're the sim- the same as them. And obviously, you could make another movie which included the daughters as on the main adventure, maybe to rescue the father. No, you're just speculating. You're no, just I'm, I'm just saying that when you're setting up this movie and you've given them daughters, and the well, whole, they, they've already given them the daughters. Yeah, the whole point of this movie in is, number two, right, right in the end credits. But um, at the end of this, the you know the whole point of this movie is that though that it's not Bill and Ted's thing. The daughters are are, are important, right? Oh yeah, we'll get to your one star reviews in a bit. Yeah, <laughs> on that topic. Because people are dicks. You know, I, I, I was thinking, I mean, that could be annoying, but it was actually really fun because they've got the same, like, innocent, they're not jaded, the daughters or anything. They just love that they're True. Grown. And everything's matter of fact in this movie. They just bit, literally step into a time machine and they're just like, okay, we're going. They know how to work it. Yeah. They totally accept that their fathers are telling the truth about the whole thing. Yeah, the rules of this movie are just like, if they want to do something, they do it. There's no, like, figuring anything out. They're just immediately in a phone booth and they're back exactly where they want to be. True, that is true. It's a little (laughs) X-Files. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a lot of that going on. And with Bill and Ted, I can understand it. They've done it many times. But the daughters, you know, they just straight up do it. There's also this other element to this movie, which I found interesting, but I don't think they capitalized on it a lot, is the one where, like, people from history are becoming out of time. So, like, you know, like George Washington will just turn up in, a, in modern mm-hmm. day, and these figures just start, like, appearing in different places. Now, the, 
I don't know if it's because the budget of the movie is lower or something that they can't go crazy with that. But they do special effects at the end, don't they, with the sky and everything. There's a lot of CG in Well, Hell looks the best of all the stuff. Yeah, I think they've probably spent most of the money on Hell. Definitely. Because that actually looked decidedly Spoiler, they go to Hell. (laughs) Yeah. They end up in Hell. And the Hell that is in Bogus Journey is, is really cheesy looking, like Time Bandits. But this one's actually this really... This one looked really good. I was impressed. Yeah, and it was better than, like, there's a p- portion of this movie that takes place in the future, in the white future place that looks like McLaren's, um, you know, building. Mm-hmm. But that place... Like all look, glass and metal. Yeah, but it didn't look quite as good. It looked like a big green screen, that one. <laughs> um, you know, compared to how hell looked. So where else do they go? Go to an old people's home, this old version of Bill and Ted... Yep. Old version of Bill and Ted is exceptional old people makeup. That was really good. I was like, I was looking at it really close as well. I was like, you know, this old people makeup, like when you see it on people in, we just watched the X-Files and there was <laughs> Mulder and Scully were old people in one of the episodes. And, and it, it was, was so shitty. Bad. It was not just bad. It was horrible. It was embarrassing. There's no excuse for how bad that makeup was. I don't even care if it was 1990, whatever it was. And they were even trying to do the hide in it in the darkness, and it still looked crappy. It looked crappy. This yeah. did not. This was That was the best special effect. Hell and the old maple makeup was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, there's, a, yeah, the, there's a robot in this movie. And if we're not talking about like the quality of the movie and all the stuff, and if it's deep and if it's meaningful, there's none of that here. This is Bill and Ted. They're well-meaning dudes who just get through life. With a good attitude. They're very forgiving, right? They forgive death. They forgive the yeah. robot who murders them. They, did, they Without even... It's not even a thing. They don't say we forgive you. They're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're moving forward. We're just moving forward. That's all it is. Is people just... Just... I don't know. They're not really accomplishing anything. Except that they want everyone to have a common thing. And it's music. Yeah. For this for them it's been music the whole time. So from the original to now. The wild it's basically stallions. their version of why can't everyone just get along. Right? right? It's a well-intended little story and I think if you try to dig too deep for any like you know, value of good writing or character development or any of that, you need to not do that because you're going to get disappointed. I think what is endearing about it over all the years is that the attitude of them both. Mm-hmm. They're not like mean and th- there's nobody mean really in the in it. Like No, just... they don't confront like a big bully or anything. I mean, they have death to contend with, but he's kind of a whiny guy as well, and so that's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Even death's not threatening. He's just <laughs> exactly. kind of kind of pathetic <laughs> and a bit funny. He just wants to be in the band. <laughs> yeah. And play his bass. And that's how it was in Bogus Journey. <laughs> he was kind of like, like every chance he could ask, he'd say, can I, can I play in your band? And they'd, they'd be kind of like, no, there's no room for you in the band. Yeah, and he's getting his feelings hurt, which is <laughs> hilarious. So, but I think that's what keeps it endearing over the years, that, you know, we've grew up with it, even though we weren't kids. We'd <laughs> no, we didn't up. grow up. We have to be realistic now. We didn't grow up with this. We'd, well, this is what happened. We grew up, and then we watched these movies, and then we... Grew up some more. Well, we didn't grow up. We just passed a lot of years. And then we're watching this movie. <laughs> Listen, we just got older. Yeah. 
And then we watched this, which took us back to our youth. Is yes. that what you're saying? It took us back to not our youth, okay. to our adult, young adulthood. Okay, I can accept all of this theory that you've got. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm good, I'm good. It's time traveling, basically. Oh, right. Um, so yeah, when I sit down and watch a new we Bill We traveled Ted, through time and became boring old fuckers. And then we watched this movie at the age of 20. And we were like, oh, being young is so nice. Was so nice. But watching them, this movie in 2020... I feel the nostalgia of watching those movies on VHS tape and just watching them over and over because they were funny. Sure. There was a Bill and Ted, Time Bandits. These were the ones that I watched, like, a lot. So there's a bit of a theme here. Time. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Um, Space 1999. I had loads of episodes of it on videotape. You know? Yep. They're things that make me think, oh, yeah, I remember when I was a kid and they had a VHS player. The kind of adventures we identify with like as consistent adventures i was thinking about this the other day like well not just the other day but when we were growing up and even into our 20s and mm, even into our 30s i'm gonna say close um you had television with the three channels you had a little bit more or cable but still you were limited right sunday night was the x-files from this time to that time and you turned on the tv to watch it or you missed it and you didn't see it for nine months until well, it was a rerun. Video recorder. Well, I never recorded anything hardly, not until well, way later. I was obsessed with recording things. Right. But then you had to do that or yeah. you didn't get it, right? <laughs> so you got very precious about the things you liked. So X Files was a thing or your science fiction or your Doctor Who because you had a rhythm, it was consistent, it was something you could depend on, and it was repetitive, you know? If you got to watching Doctor Who, you knew when the seasons were on and what time it was on, like that. And you got very attached to that one thing. I don't see that as a thing anymore. Because if you're a kid, let's say teenager, and you watch YouTube, yeah, you might pick a YouTuber, right? But they don't stick around, maybe. Some might have by now for 20 years, I don't know. Um, But there isn't that same... Oh, I have to wait till Tuesday night at nine o'clock and then call my friend immediately when this thing is over and talk about it or talk about it at school the next day. And that's what everyone's talking about. I mean, there has been stuff like that over time, like Game of Thrones or, you know, where everybody's like week to week. True. I guess there are a few things, but it's still so accessible. Right. You know what I mean? I just feel like the things we couldn't access easily stuck in our minds more. So the idea of these teenagers on a space and time quest was sort of a theme throughout a lot of our youthful fiction that we had. And that's probably why it is endeared to us, whereas someone else might watch it nowadays. Like, say you show that to a 25-year-old now. Who's no Who's never seen it. On it. <laughs> right? Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the reaction? Yeah. I'd be curious. I mean, it, it operates around nostalgia, obviously. Correct. So, um... But I feel like you could sit down with your child who has never seen the originals and watch this one and everybody has fun because it's fun the way it's presented, you know? True. I mean... And unoffensive, of course. And it's its own story. You don't need to have seen the other two because they kind of explain it all in the opening credit. Yeah, they make an effort to... But they they know the people who are going to watch it most definitely. True. Most righteously, dude, are going to be the people... Yeah, dude. We're familiar with it. All right, so um, this uh, cast is Keanu Reeves as Ted. Keanu Reeves... What I said to you about Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves as Ted and Bill, was it just 
felt like they were Ted and Bill again. Like, sure. It didn't feel like they were trying really hard to do it. No. It just, <laughs> it just felt sort like, of like. <laughs> it felt like they literally like went. Hey, again, let's... you can't look, you can't expect like high. Um, I'm not going to say high level of acting because to be that character convincingly, you have to do the mannerisms and the. Yeah, you've got to commit to it. You got to be like, yeah, dude, dude, you know, inconsistently. And yeah, it might look a little goofy uh, at times. I must admit, I was like, uh, you know, what the people said was it the writers who said it, but like, or the guy who you were watching the review said, you know, when you were a teenager and you talk like, dude, awesome, awesome. But then when you're 50, you would not talk like that anymore. Right. But they do. Because they're out of time. <laughs> you're saying you're committed to this that they are just that's just fine i really enjoyed both of them i thought they pulled it off perfectly i I was never like oh they're trying too hard this is kind of like hokey i was like no this is what bill and ted is like they're both doing it and it feels familiar exactly like i remember it chris uh shell who you really like yeah well i love her as louise plays kelly um, what do you think of Kelly? She's good. Well, I mean, I like her and her so character is just basically she's George Carlin's daughter and she's that person to come back and say, hey, we need you and I have to take you back to the future to, oh, sorry, wrong movie, crossing the streams there, <laughs> but um, take you back to explain a little something to you because she knows that the people in charge in the future are getting worried because they haven't written the song and now all time and space and everything's going to collapse if they don't do it. So she has to come back and be... Kind of their little coach to get them through it, but... And then she has conflict with her mother, because, of course, Dad's gone. Yeah. She's basically Rufus, but in a different... Yeah. You know. Um, They also do a little I was just happy to see her. Yeah, I I really like her. I like her in anything. She's really (laughs) funny. I especially liked her in that stand-up that we watched one time, where she's really... She's a little wacky. Her stand-up is, like, really odd, and people don't... People in the audience, when we watched it, didn't know what to laugh at. Kind <laughs> True. Of, she's very bizarre. Like, I really like that. Um, You're such a rebel. <laughs> but uh, there was a tribute to George Carlin. They had, like, a hologram of him talking. Yeah. Which was really cool. I like that. Uh, Samara Weaving, who we've been seeing quite a bit recently. We saw her in Ready or Not as the bride. Right? We yeah. Saw, we saw her in Guns Akimbo as the, the girl he was fighting against true she's been in a few she seems to be she's an australian actress i thought she was really good like she they're obviously doing these they do a little bit exaggeratedness but i mean they are up against a very iconic behaviors yeah so so we got like samara weaving and bridget lundy payne as billy thea and billy they're basically bill and ted daughter version Mm. but and then we got william sadler as death William Sadler played Death really ex- excellently, <laughs> like the in the excellent in the bogus journey. Um, he's just really funny. I, I like his. You know who he is, don't you? Just looking at him, like even though he's fully made up, yeah, totally. I can see the actor. Yeah, it's just without, white makeup though, smeared on his face, really thick. But the actor's face, like, is so recognizable to me. Like, I I see the actor without the makeup. It's weird. There's a bunch of other people in this movie, including like. Kid Cootie, do you do you know who he is? I don't know who he is. He's just a musician, uh, producer, rapper, but he's modern day. So what they were trying to do there was like, we've got all these iconic people from history, but then we've also got this modern day guy to make this cool tune, right? 
Right. So, you know, Kid Cudi, Mozart. Who else? Um, Louis Armstrong? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't... I, I'm, I was lost a little bit on the lady from Japan. I'm not quite sure who she was. Don't know. I mean, it must just be someone she who's was a, attributed with some sort of flute yeah. playing. And then like a cave person on drums? Like a... <laughs> I don't know what that was. Not sure what that was about, except that the, somebody must just assume they somebody had to be beating on the drums back in the day. So Yeah, so... You or know. beating on whatever. Yeah. Um, so this is directed by Dean Parisot. He directed the movie Galaxy Quest. Do you remember that one? Yes. Did you like Galaxy Quest? Yes, of course. It's, is it, it's kind of similar to this. A bit wacky, I guess. Director Dean Parisot also directed episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm and Santa Clarita Diet, which ah. we've seen all of those things. Yeah, Santa Clarita's good. Um, and it's written by the two guys who obviously wrote the original. It's it's not like somebody else took this property and took it over. Everybody involved pretty much is working on it. Yeah, so, exactly. And I felt that watching it. I like the directing of it. I mean, it's it's a lot of green screen, but so is the originals. They're, they're and spe- again, the thing isn't to make it into a... Like a genius cinematic achievement. No. It's just to make people happy. Like, you have to just accept that I at some level. I feel like it's the perfect movie to, like, have at this time of this 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good it's, idea. It's inoffensive. It's very happy. It's joyous. Felt, felt actually kind of elated towards the end of it. Yes, everyone's just really wanting to come together. Yeah, and it. I feel like it nails the ending. Like, it's just really like nice like i'm like oh this is really oh <laughs> sweet i mean not everything's like that these days is it true see it's very cynical or you know this is not that it's just hey here's another episode of bill and ted there was a bill and ted animated series back in the 90s too which i never uh, saw that keanu reeves and alex winter did the voices too but i've never seen that either i bet like i feel like it could be really fun as a cartoon because they can do anything right sure go anywhere do anything so I might I might investigate that cartoon and sit and have a look at it. So um IMDB reviews of this movie. What are, what are these? Those are reviews that you find where someone has written a one-star review because they love the movie so much. And bear in mind this movie <laughs> only came out yesterday. So this is very new this movie. It's not like people have had long to write about it. And if we agree with the person, we're like, yeah, we see their point. And if we don't, we're like, what an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, this person, who is not in our opinion, this is not our opinion. This is this person's opinion. Okay. He says, OMG, what a pile of crap. Everything is forced. The acting, the storyline, the characters. I couldn't wait for this to be over. (laughs) Well, it's unfortunate. Um... And this guy says... Well, here's... Okay, I'm going to say the same thing I say every week. Why did you wait for it to be over? What exactly. the hell's wrong with you? That you can't get your ass out of your chair and go do something else. Or turn it off. Even if you pay for it. If you don't like what's happening in your life in that moment, you've just used up 90 minutes of your life that you'll never get back. And going on IMDb and bitching about it doesn't... There's a little... Uh, spoiler alert there is no time travel you can't go back and relive those 90 minutes is this your advice (laughs) it's supplemental advice (laughs) Uh, the second guy joe hood says 
more pro-feminist garbage. Oh my god. Typical progressive Hollywood agenda pushing. Typical. I could barely finish it. Typical. I mean, if you're looking at Bill and Ted thinking it's some kind of gender push, uh, agenda pushing, you're, you're looking too hard. Yeah, the fact that they have daughters instead of sons, is that what we're bitching about now? Possibly. Okay. Very clever of you. Because it's not like they replaced Bill and Ted with female versions. They included their offspring. And they kept Bill and Ted. It's not like they (laughs) got rid of everything. Like remade it like, I don't know, like the Ghostbusters. Right. (laughs) I'm not saying that's feminist garbage. I'm just saying... What is wrong with... Why are people so touchy about this? This guy says, What a horrid sequel film of a classic pop culture, 80s. (laughs) Bill and Ted sucked, and the story even worse. Unless you're a massive diehard Bill and Ted fan, do not expect anything from this brain-dead vomit. Oh my. Brain-dead vomit. Yeah. That's high-level insulting. This guy says... Finally... I was hoping for a good movie. It's decent, don't get me wrong. But the ending is so telegraphed. (laughs) As most movies' reboots are today. It's a franchise that's ruined by the ending. It makes the other two films seem like a waste of time. Just look at the poster and think, hmm, it's 2020, wonder how it will end. And you've guessed it. (laughs) I'm not sure what the alternative would be. No. Like, you only have everybody's happy. Or everybody's fucked. Exactly. (laughs) And that's not the type of movie it is. And if you go that direction, then you'd bitch and complain because, oh, well, that's not what Bill and Ted are all about. Right. So, yeah. In fact, if it it did have a really dark ending, I would have been like, what? I I actually would have been like, no, this is not. This isn't right. I'm going on IMDb and doing a one-star review. I'm going to go on there and start typing about how... 2020's ruined everything, including Bill and Ted. <laughs> and women. Women have ruined it. Yep, exactly. Femigi- feminist, pro-agenda. Feminist. Femigists. <laughs> yeah, I think you just invented a whole new movement. The feminists. Yeah. Damn. So, um, so um, we'll give it a score and forget these horrible people who don't like it. <laughs> they're not I'm, horrible people. I'm actually they, ju- giving, they can't help it if they're wrong. I'm giving this because I had a lot of fun. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'd say 7 is fair because it is what it is and it does a good job. I think at it being may that. I think it may depend on your relationship with the original films. Agree. But if you do have a relationship yeah, with the Yeah, it original, is not a standalone and I am not a fan of making movies that have to belong to another set of movies, but I'm going to make an exception in this case. Right. So there you go. And I think this movie, you don't have to have seen the other two movies. I think it still operates on its own as an adventure. Kind of. I mean, you might lose the nostalgia aspect. Yeah. You don't have time to fall in love with them, basically. But then, you you know, you might sit and watch it with your kids and your kids fall in love with the two daughters. They're like, those are cool, cool characters. I don't think you can. They don't give them enough. Right. I don't think. Time and everything. All right, so um, that is the movie review for this week. Thank you for letting us review it, Orion. Hey, you no, had the original you. Orion logo at the beginning yeah, from, from like the VHS cute. days, which is cool. That's cute. Cute and cool. So our movie recommendations, I am going with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey as a duo. Definitely worth a revisit. I think they came out on Blu-ray recently, so you can catch them again. And my other one was thinking of Keanu Reeves is Point Break. (laughs) 
You mean the original Point Break? Yeah, not that terrible one. He wasn't in that one. It anyway. was really bad. What a shit. What a shithole of a movie. I didn't even go and write a bad review about that. I just said it was not good. We uh, did a podcast on the remake of Point mm-hmm. Break, which I'm t- I'm telling you, I'm, I'm still under the impression that that was an action movie that was made under a different title. And then the word Point Break was added later because <laughs> it doesn't even feel like it's It doesn't. Related. I mean, there's a wave and there's surfing. Yeah, but <laughs> it barely feels related to the movies and it's bad. But uh, watch the original with Keanu Reeves and Sir Patrick of Swayze. It's a good one. So what is your... Um... Mine are a couple of movies that also have a very simple, um, basically innocuous uh, root or whatever, moral tale. And that is Joe versus the Volcano. Now that would be Tom Cruise and... Is it Meg Ryan? I can't I thought remember. it was Tom Hanks. What did I say? Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks is what I meant. Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks are very different things. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Tom Hanks and I believe Meg Ryan. But uh, don't quote me that. Could have been the other one, the Griffith. Melanie name? Griffith. Melanie Griffith. I can't remember. That's how good it is. No, it's really fun. It's bizarre. It's wacky. One of my favorite scenes is when he's sitting in his office and the light's all green and the, the fluorescent light's like buzzing, like eh, eh. And everyone's just acting like it's normal to be living in a life that's just sucking the life out of you. It's Meg Ryan, by the way. Meg Ryan. Okay. And um, this just got a simple concept to it. And ultimately, and it's kind of wacky a little bit. You got to burst the bubble of believability. Just go with it. And Real Men with John Ritter and Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi, John Belushi's younger brother. Don't think I've seen that. It also has a very simple bottom line premise. Um, it's just it's just kind of wacky, fun. I don't know what year it came out. But I, I reckon I watched both of those on video many times. I'll look it up. Real Men. Real Men with John Ritter. I'm sure there are other movies called Real Men. Real Men, Jim Belushi and John Ritter. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is from 1987. There you go. And you can watch it now on Stars. Fantastic. A womanizing CIA agent and an insecure insurance agent are paired together to make sure a deal goes through with aliens for the future of mankind. (laughs) See? Future of mankind. Yeah. Sounds like an X-Files episode. What's the Joe versus the Volcano uh, synopsis? Uh, That is, when a hypochondriac learns that he is dying, he accepts an offer to throw himself in a volcano at a tropical island, (laughs) and on the way there, learns to truly live. There you go. Very simple. Yeah. But fun. Conceptual, simple. And I don't remember if there's anything that might offend very super hyper-sensitive people in either of them, so watch at your own risk. Yeah. I'm not going to review every minute of it for you. Be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. Be excellent to the movie. If you don't like the first 15 minutes, you know what? Jump out of the plane like Keanu Reeves and Sir Patrick of Swayze. Just bail. Yes. All right, so uh, Ace Scully stuff this week. I played a, a new game on Game Pass, and Sidtop will be able to um, talk about this too, because you... I might be, I can, maybe I don't want to. Mm, maybe, but you're going to have to. <laughs> All right, so this game is on Game Pass, and it's brand new. It's from Dotnod Entertainment. It's called Tell Me Why, and it's a story game in the vein of the Telltale games that don't come out anymore, because Telltale are kind of no more. 
kind of no more. That seems they, really tricky. They got together to make the final episode of, and then nothing ever came of the final them. episode of Walking Dead. Remember? Okay, I know you're telling. You don't have to tell me. You might want to tell people who don't know what you're talking about. So uh, tell me this. Dot Not Entertainment. They've made a few games. Life is strange. Life is strange before the storm. Life is strange two. And those are in the same vein as this game. They're a story, you choose, you've dialogue options, your choices affect the story going forward. And, um, you know, it's not really a gameplay type of thing. You're not doing, like, fast-paced gameplay. You're just choosing where the story goes at certain points. And this story, tell me Would why. Would you compare these games at all to the old, um, what's that one called? Mist or something? Myth, Mist. No, uh, Mist was like a puzzle game. Hmm. I mean, where you do a thing and then something happens and you kind of wait and then you do a thing. I mean, there's not a lot of. There's a little bit of interaction here, though. Yeah, I mean, there's interaction. I mean, you you're looking around, you're trying yeah. to find clues, but there's nothing like anybody could play it. There's nothing. You don't need any skill, for instance. You need patience. You need patience to solve some of the puzzles, but that's about it. Or a wife, which or me. Yeah. You need me. So. so Tell me why is the story of two siblings, right? Mm-hmm. One of the siblings has been in juvenile detention for 10 years. And the other, the sister, is. it starts with her going to get him out of juvenile. You know, it's his day to come out. Are you going to spoil it and what's going on? Well, uh, it's in the synopsis of the game. What um, I'm not going to spoil what happens. Okay. But the the thing here is... The brother is a transgender individual, and the sister is a sister. <laughs> you know? Yep. And I know what you mean. Something happens to put him in juvenile detention, and he transitioned during juvenile detention. And, and well, he's under the impression that him being transgender was the cause of the thing that happened. Right. And now we're trying to figure out... Like, someone needs to tell them why it really happened. Tell me why. Yeah. And they're twins. So the game uses, like, a like the thing where twins, a lot of twins say, oh, there's, like, kind of a link between us. We know what each other's doing, and we feel if the other one... They use that mechanic in that you can hear each other's thoughts, which adds, like, an interesting thing when you're talking to people. You can kind of communicate with your sister. Yeah, and it's done really well. It is. The voice acting's good. I feel like they handled the story, which is very touchy-feely, isn't it? It's yep. a, It's almost like a page from a psychiatrist's handbook, like a, like a, like a case that they went through. Like, it feels very psychological. Yeah. I mean, but it's... It doesn't... I was going to say, like, these games sometimes end up, like, it's cool and everything, it's a nice story, but then they go, like, down the... Where all, most games go, like, oh, it'll, it'll either be, like, supernatural or it'll be, like, you know, obvious what's going on. But I don't feel like this is that obvious what's going on. I agree. And it's a three-part game. Um, it's on Game Pass now, so if you're subscribed to Game Pass, you can play episode one. But every Thursday for the next two more weeks, there'll be a new episode. So you can either wait for three weeks and play it all at once. Or you can do what I'm doing and just play one each week. I like to play it each week because people will spoil it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'll go on some forum and they'll tell me what happened. Or some jerk off on our podcast. Now you figured out <laughs> one of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Which well, was, I'm really smart. 
very involved puzzle. <laughs> but then we both, um, there was another puzzle. There's two big puzzles in this first part. And the second puzzle, we we got it right, but we don't understand. Do you remember? Yep. It was weird because there doesn't seem any reason to for the second part of it to, ex- like, why? <laughs> so, you know, if you get stuck with the puzzles. So it's not your straightforward puzzle kind of a game. So you got to get your head around the fact that it's not a... This isn't a carbon copy of lots of other kinds of games. It's kind of its own thing. Unless there's lots of games like this that I don't know about. I mean, it's it's their thing, this Dot Not Entertainment. They do make this kind of game. They've took the Telltale kind of formula, but they've made their own mm. thing with it. And their own thing with it is more... It's more story-focused than action. Like, they, they're more interested in telling, like... Even if it's a really ordinary story... They just want to tell the story right. rather than making you shoot things or, you know, bash zombies' heads in. So it's well, Tell Me Why. Zombies are all right, too. They are. Let's be honest. I mean, the Telltale games were really good. I like The Walking Dead. So this is called Tell Me Why. It's on Game Pass now. Um, if, you're, if you've got Game Pass, you can just download it. Um, I recommend it. I think it was really interesting. It was very compelling. I wasn't watching it first. I was over here doing my thing. And then the more you played, the more I kept turning around. Your desk is perpendicular to mine and i kept turning to look at your thing and then you would say oh puzzle and i'm like oh let me solve that for you honey and it, um <laughs> and it, it looks good and like you said one time this is just like you're watching a movie is that what a femagist is am i a femagist because i say i can solve the puzzle and you, you are can't? a femagist yes <laughs> but it has nothing to do with our gender so um just yeah, smart. i'm femagist. just really smarter what's for dinner <laughs> What do you want? I want uh, something that might be impossible to get. It's impossible. So we're not adding it. You're having an impossible Whopper. And fries and a soda. Yes, exactly that. And that is because why? Why do we tell you what we're eating? We're telling you because we're vegetarian, but we're not uh, anti-junk food. We're also not super healthy. Now, you are more healthy than I am. You're Mr. Count the Calories, run on the treadmill... Well, not at the moment because I'm an injured foot. You did. Well, you injured your foot because you run on the treadmill. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that would never happen to me. <laughs> the worst sporting injury I could ever possibly get. Oh, two, actually. I did twist my ankle once walking with my friend. We were exercising. I twisted remember. my ankle. That ended up in surgery. So, you know, that's one reason not to exercise. Number two is my crotch gets really sore when Too we much ride bikes. <laughs> when we ride bikes. At first, if we ride continuously, like for a few days in a row, that gets the little bit of a crotch ache. However, there's new bikes, I find. The Trek seat, uh, or whatever seat it is on the Trek bike, doesn't seem to do me quite so bad. Well, the seat on your Trek bike is designed for women. It's, it's different to mine. Yeah. So, maybe that's why. Maybe. So, maybe those are you. the only sporting injuries you're ever going to find on this body, because I'm don't. i not into the exercise thing at all, but you are. You're very devoted to this... I definitely Healthy overdid the thing. treadmill and really, really hurt my ankle. Oh, like I hurt it bad. I mean, it's it's healing now. I can feel, but I mean, I've been off it for like four or five days, right? And your wife said you better fix that shit yourself because I'm not going to pay to go get it fixed. <laughs> well, you can always fix it yourself. You just don't put any weight on it for. Yeah, a but while. how cruel am I? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty uncaring. We are not going. To the emergency room for a little ankle No, it was never an emergency. It's just very painful. But today, weirdly, it's better. But I'm not going back on the treadmill until it's healed properly. I don't think they care. 
So I'm telling you what we're eating because we're vegetarian. We've been vegetarian since 2009. And we don't do the thing. We're not environmentalists, but we don't want the planet to die. We're not animal rights people, but if you're cruel to animals, you're just a complete fucking dickhead. Um, we just don't eat meat anymore. It's really no big deal. We're not vegan, because that's very difficult, and that's a that's a philosophy and a lifestyle, for real, that we just don't, we don't do. So we just tell people that you can be vegetarian, and you can also eat a Whopper, an Impossible Whopper, one day, or even for lunch, right? And then for supper, you can have a regular Whopper. It's not like poison. (laughs) It's not like all of a sudden when you eat a vegetarian food like tofu or an Impossible Whopper or Beyond Burger or a Morningstar Veggie Burger, all the stuff, you know, that vegetarians do consume, that all of a sudden you're allergic to meat. It doesn't do anything to you. It's just an alternative thing to eat, another thing to eat that's delicious. All right. So what's your advice? And then we'll get out of it. My advice is be excellent to each other and be realistic and be skeptical and cynical and honest. If you can balance all that shit, you are a number one excellent because you can be excellent to someone and kiss their butt and lie to them while also behind their back thinking something different or being shitty to them in another way, but kind of keeping them sweet. That's not actually being excellent to the person. I think that if you have to tell someone an honest truth thing that they're not going to like that might even hurt their feelings, to some they might say, that's not being excellent, dude. Dude, that's so not excellent. But actually, I would rather someone be excellent with the cutting, biting honesty than to be excellent to me with a fluffy, rosy, happy lie. So. Nice. Be excellent. Be honest. All right, so that's the uh, advice. Uh, you can visit our website, acegully.com, catch us Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, catch this podcast, Google Play, iTunes. We're everywhere, Spotify. Man. I'm on Instagram. In. Amazon uh, devices. You can also <laughs> go to the RSS feed. You know, it's not very enthusiastic. <laughs> I was trying to say it without my uh, device here waking up, but it woke up anyway, and it's still listening to me. <laughs> Um, my other, where else can we do it? We can do it on a... I don't know where we are all. We're everywhere. We're all... go to acecully.com, click on the word podcast. There's a big list of all the places we are. Fantastic. Email feedback to me at acecully at acecully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want any of your guff and bump. <sighs> Sometimes. That's true. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will do it for you. Um, well, you don't say that until I say it and then you say it after me. <laughs> You just want to get out. <laughs> I don't have any... I have nothing else to do. I am not in any hurry. What did you not say? I've not said that... You said all your stuff. I want to say... <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, <laughs> I want to say, stay classy, Mr. Bill and Ted. I have not said this yet. <laughs> Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Nice. And I'm going to say what I say, which is... <laughs> this is the worst ending we've ever done. <laughs> Think for yourself, or someone will do it for you. Worst ending of 2020. (laughs)